you got some charts yeah. over here, man. You got some nerd charts I'm that you and I, bit. every week, we're like, oh, nerds. <laughs> yeah. Because we can look at this data all the time, but you're going to have to... You're going to have to explain this English into English for us. Okay, so the title of this is Risk Drives Portfolio Return Over the Long Term. So well, let's talk about that a little bit. First and foremost is that when it comes to any particular asset class or market sector, well, what are we talking about? Well, there could be real estate, the, the real estate market, the stock market, the bond market, the money market, you know, these all these different asset classes and markets that we can invest in uh, with our retirement funds. And the question is, you know, which one is going to be best? Well, if we ranked uh, them best to worst, uh, say, over the last 10-year period, and we were to look back at that first column, that'd be 2011, you know, which one was best in 2011? Well, it turns out that REITs were best. In other words, real estate was the best performing asset in 2011. Kind of makes sense since real estate was hammered in 08, 09. So it, it had the most room to grow at that point after it was down. But here's the question. The question isn't who was best in the past, but who will be best going forward? Let me consult my crystal ball. <laughs> right. Oh, my crystal, crystal ball broke. It doesn't work. It's not working. So if we look past 2011 into those future years all the way to last year, 2020, what we see if we rank them best to worst is it's sort of a patchwork quilt of randomness. There's no <laughs> rhyme or reason which one will be best. You can't predict you know, which one will absolutely be best. For example, back to 2011, emerging stocks were the absolute worst at negative 18.4. So you might have said, I'm not doing any of those emerging markets. Then the next year, they were the best at 18.2. <laughs> so it totally flip-flopped. In other words, there's no predictive value on the returns on which one will be best moving forward. So at the end of the day, Rick, is it safe to say, turn off the news and the talking heads that say that tell you what's going to happen in the next six months? Yeah, they don't know which one is going to be best. They don't know which asset class or market sector will be the winner or the loser for that matter, right? right. <laughs> Either way you look at it. If we knew that, right. we'd be billionaires. Yeah, we'd just do that. <laughs> but nobody knows that. No. But there is a flip side to this story. And the flip side is that while risk, re um, the, the return relationships are random, in other words, one will do best one year and then the next the next year, uh, that's random. However, the risk that is tied to these various asset classes. Now, we're getting a little technical here okay. with the risk, um, typically measured as standard deviation. But Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right. It's Saturday morning, bro. You can't be throwing out $25 advisor words. Basically, how much does this asset move up and down in value is the risk measure. And what we see with the risk is there are some consistent trends. We can, in fact, make decisions based on risk. We can't on return and, and be confident, but we can on risk. For example, those emerging market stocks, well, they've been the most risky uh, for out of the last 10 years. Or small cap stocks, they've been the most risky five out of the last 10 years. Mm. So they've been – and then as far as bonds go, they're 100 percent of the time the least risky asset as it pertains to volatility or variation or how much they move up and down. So um, it's something I think – this is kind of like investing 101. Although we don't know what the returns will be, we do know the risk and – What's one of our number rules of investing? Diversification.